Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Thank you so much, Johanna, and thank you everyone for uh, taking some uh, time out of your busy day. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Um, the deep water for this week is, um, well, it just went blank. Um, let me look at my computer. Yes, that's right. It's uh, about hurt feelings, and um, that may be the biggest negative thing uh, I've experienced in my life because there's been a bunch of them for me. One of them kind of uh, messed up the next 15 years of my life. That, that's right, 15 years. Totally changed my personality, uh, everything about me, how I felt as far as uh, my health, uh, how I interacted with people, grades I made at school, um, affected everything. And um, and that 15-year one was with my dad, so that was probably the biggest one, but uh, I, I've had a hundred others of, of varying pain intensities, and so have most of you. So when you think about, okay, how do you deal with hurt feelings? Um, like most things in life, there is a okay way to deal with it. There is a terrible way to deal with it that just usually makes it worse. And then there is a fantastic way to deal with it that very few people typically do. And what I've tried to outline this week is the fantastic way. And there's a, there's a list in there of the steps you need to go through every time your feelings get hurt. And I mean, even if you think, oh, it's no big deal, I'll, I'm handling it fine, um, you still need to go through those steps. And 
in my experience, if you do go through the steps, it will take that from being something that makes your life harder and detracts from your life and uh, fills up your stress barrel a little bit more every single day for the rest of your life, or at least until you decide you're going to resolve that. Um, it takes you from that to it being better that the thing happened that hurt your feelings because you've literally turned it into a positive. You've literally transformed it from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And now it's not only not doing harm inside of you, it's, uh, it's making you feel a little bit better, a little more positive thoughts and emotions uh, every single day. And, and it, is, uh, um, it is also part of keeping your stress barrel empty once you deal with it the right way as opposed to adding to it from every day on. And um, the new Jesus for this week is about um, the high road versus the low road. Discovering um, who you are, which we've covered in past weeks, but this week sort of mainly where you are and, and how to determine that. And um, uh, the high road is living in love and truth, prioritizing relationships, uh, doing the best you can to do whatever you do in love in the present moment, giving up the end result to God. Okay? That's the high road. The low road is seek pleasure and avoid pain. The low road is uh, what I want when I want it. The low road is business deal love. I'll be really nice and kind and helpful to you and may even marry you or get in a commitment or something as long as you're not taking away from my good stuff or adding to my bad stuff. If you start doing that, then we may be in trouble. And if you keep doing that, we're probably going to have to go our separate ways. That's the low road. Okay, and, um, and one of the primary ways to tell which road you're on is temptation. If you are tempted to do something that, you're, that you believe is wrong for you to do, you, you absolutely have that belief. I'm thinking about doing this, and I absolutely believe it would be wrong for me to do it. Okay? If you are tempted to do that before you do it, it is evidence that you're saved. It is evidence that you are on the high road. Why? Because the word temptation literally means to be lured from one place to another. You cannot be lured to a place that you already are. It's a non sequitur. It doesn't even make sense. Okay? So if you are tempted, it's proof you are not already there, which means you're on the high road. Now, on the other hand, if you do the thing that you believe is wrong without being tempted, you just do it. No really negative thoughts, emotions, or anything that you shouldn't do it or debating yourself back and forth. No, just bam, do it. Well that's probably evidence you're on the low road, okay? And there's a lot more to that, but um, it, it's a very 
strong way to get a feel, a, a, a sort of metaphorical spiritual GPS of where you are. So those are the two things we talked about this week is, is handling hurt feelings right, including if you're the one that hurt the other person's feelings, okay? And, but there's, there is a, if you go through the process I talked about this week, whether you're the one who hurt the other person or the other person hurt you, it's been my experience, you can always turn that from a negative into a positive in your life. It's just that almost no one does it. They, they choose to just sweep it under the rug, not deal with it at all, or deal with it in a negative way and then not talk for a week or again or whatever it is. And now they've got this thing filling up their stress barrel the rest of their life and causing them to be symptomatic and, and both physically and non-physically and things like that. So kind of the two points this week is, is with hurt feelings, deal with them the right way unless you want them to fester into a bad uh, metaphorical infection and start to really take over your life if you've done those in the past and have not dealt with them properly, then one at a time, take those, time, those hurt feelings in the past and go through the process outlined this week on each of those. And if you're the perpetrator, do the same thing. Go through the, the list so that that will empty out your stress barrel and all of a sudden you can switch from the low road to the high road. So dealing with hurt feelings and understanding who you are uh, using temptation as a diagnostic tool. And, and, uh, and so if you are, in that regard, if you are not really tempted, you just go ahead and do it, then you've got some work to do, but the, but the place we want you to get to is to where in the future you are tempted. Even if you go ahead and do it that you're tempted before you do it. You don't just do it without thinking or evaluating or anything because that, that can mean you're still on the high road even though you did something like we all do which you believed you shouldn't do. So those are kind of the two discussions this week. And this is, a, this is weird for me, uh, at least, that these two topics each week sometimes, you know, don't have anything to do with each other. So in the future, I don't know if we're going to keep talking about both or not. Maybe I'll just talk about one, the deep water one, unless someone brings something up from the other one. But anyway, the deep water hurt feelings, you've got to deal with them the right way or they won't become hurt feelings. They will become a hurt liver, a hurt gallbladder a hurt brain, a hurt uh, gastrointestinal system, hurt uh, thoughts, hurt feelings, um, addiction and habit behaviors to deal with the pain, etc. Deal with them the correct way and they not only are not causing a problem but are turned into a blessing. So that's it for me, Johanna. You can raise your hand by pressing star 2 on your phone. Star 2 is going to raise your hand and we'll be able to interact with you. Take just a moment. 
Okay, we have a hand up, and I think I know who it is. Hi, Marilyn. Good morning. Hello, Joanna. Hello, Alex. Hi, Marilyn. Um, yeah, sorry that last week. Um, but Tia was very helpful. Um, my question is regards to hurt feelings. Yeah. When you talk, when you talk about after you heal, that you are able to feel compassion for the other person. Um, and my question though is, if you are healing on feeling compassion and understanding because the other person has also been in a place of hurt in order for them to inflict on you. How do you actually word that? Are you looking to heal blocks or to be able to feel compassion or how, how do you actually phrase that when you do the prayer for the healing of that? Yeah, for, for me, for me, I would, I would pray something like, um, you know, I'm, I'm angry right now or upset right now or disappointed right now, whatever it is that I'm feeling. And I know that's not right, but here's what this person did. And, um, and I, in spite of not wanting to, I'm experiencing anger, irritation, frustration, whatever. Please heal my heart. Um, let me put aside what they did that hurt my feelings and look at them as a person who's done things right and who's done things wrong, just like I have in my life. And in fact, if people were to analyze my life, maybe I've done more things wrong and fewer things right than they have. So please help me to immediately give up judging as to why they did what they did and just assume and accept that they've got pain in them that, that contributed to them doing that and, that and that if I had that pain, I might very well do the same thing or worse. So um, please heal that in me. Let me believe the truth. Um, instead of the lie that is whatever it is that I'm thinking, that they're just a bad person or, or whatever. Um, uh, that's, uh, you know, the old expression, judgment is for God and small children. Well, I don't qualify then. So let me give up judgment, give them the benefit of the doubt, and assume, because it's almost always true, that the pain they cause me was inspired by pain that they feel or that someone else caused them. Um, so my job is just to forgive, um, to um, uh, act toward them in truth and love as best I can. Help me to do that. And um, please remove this as a negative in my life and let me think positive things of them uh, or at least love-based things toward them starting immediately right now and uh, let them be released from any anger or frustration or irritation from me and let me be released from any anger, irritation, frustration from them. And um, I'd pray something like that. But to me, the best prayer is always just the honest, sincere one you're feeling at that time. Oh, thank you. No, no, 
about five years because of getting paid. Um, it's not what most people would understand chronic fatigue. It's more when I have too many uh, deadlines and I end up with a day where basically all I can do is go to bed all day. Yeah. Out of my head and just quiet and sleep. Interestingly, um, Tuesday, I think it was, about 2 o'clock, I healed on all the hurt from my mother telling me that I was an unwanted baby. Uh, and probably a few hours later, I just started to feel so tired. Mm-hmm. And about 7.30, I just couldn't stay awake. Yeah. Although it, it was almost like I had that chronic fatigue that I get. So I'm just wondering, was that a healing response? Yeah. Um, I believe it is. Uh, the thing, the thing that your physical body does that takes the most energy of everything is digestion. Okay. The the second, the second thing that takes the most energy is immune. And and it, number one is immune if you're not don't happen to be digesting something. But to me, when you do healing work on something, um. That's digestion. It's just not physical. It's your mind, your conscience, uh, your intention, all the negative, positive, and middle ground memories in your unconscious, uh, the control mechanism of your unconscious mind, which is a million times more powerful than your conscious intention. It's, it's all of that, okay? So... Yeah, I've heard that many, many times and experienced it myself many, many, many times that when I do some, yeah, really serious healing work that I believe is successful on an issue that was causing me problems, I will either feel euphoric and like I can go run 20 miles or I'll feel like I need to lay over on the couch and if I do, I'll probably sleep three or four hours in the middle of the day. Uh, it'll be one or the other. And, and I still haven't completely nailed down, you know, which kind of thing causes the euphoric and which causes the exhausted. Um, but in my clients, I've seen that, that um, represented as well, that e either they feel really tired or really um, exhilarated. So, but I believe that's a type of digestion just um, of the heart and mind and intention. Okay, thank you. Johanna, do I have time for a second question? We have one other hand up, so um, okay. let's go ahead and get his hand and then we can see if Alex has more time. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Thank you. Okay, let me unmute this other caller. Hey, we ought to go on the road. We ought to be our own little uh, singing group or something. <laughs> I'll be one of the, we can be the pips and um, and Marilyn can be glad as not. <laughs> oh yeah, three pips. Or two, or, or another, or another glad as not.
When when Johanna does it, we'll uh, she'll be Diana Ross, and we'll be the Supremes. kids were growing up, you know, especially when they're really young, maybe we're outside um, digging a hole together or something. And I mean, they're a little bit excited about it at first because we're getting tools out and, you know, going to do something together and stuff like that. But, you know, three minutes into it, they're they, they, they want to do anything else but dig a hole, all right? Uh, once we're three, four, five minutes into it, they're just bored. Um, it's hard. They'd rather go do something else, all right? And, uh, and that's 100% of the time until we finish a hole, put the post in it, put up the fence, and then something really unexpected happens they feel great about their accomplishment, okay? And now, the next time, it's not as hard to get them to go do whatever the task is. And, and, and they may complain once or twice, but not much. They get to the end, and again, they've got this wonderful feeling of accomplishment, especially when mom hugs them and says, thank you so much, that's going to help me out. Uh, well, you do that enough times... And they start looking for things to do. Okay? Why? Because they experience the end result. And, and that's crucial here to me, Glenn. If you, if you go through these steps, but you do not do them to the very end where you feel it internally go from something negative to something positive then, yeah, you're bored after three minutes. Uh, after 15 minutes, you're tired and sweaty, and this is no fun. Yeah, but the key is getting to the result, the getting to the change. And when you do that, and then you do it again and again, and you do it consistently, it literally becomes... There was an old movie with Rock Hudson called The Magnificent Obsession. It's a fantastic movie if you've never seen it. But he would, he would um, anonymously give to people just for the love, just because it was an act of love and nothing else, not wanting anything in return, in fact, in taking steps to find out no one even knew that he did it, all right? Well, you could, 
to me, you can predict the end of that story if they do it true to life. And they did. And so the end of the story is he's like the happiest man on planet Earth. And, and how? By giving away constantly, seeing to others' needs above his own, and even truly not wanting anyone to know that he's the one that did it. So no pats on the back, no write-up in the newspaper, you know, nothing like that, okay? But he becomes like the happiest guy you could ever imagine in the world. And that's the plan, man, when you do it right. That's what happens. The problem is we either don't go through it with the right process that can fix it and turn it around to good, or we get halfway there and stop because it's hard, and that's what Scott Peck in his wonderful book, um, The Road Less Traveled and People of the Lies, said that to get to any meaningful change, you have to go through chaos, which means pain. And 99% and of the time when people hit chaos, they turn back to safety before they get through chaos to the other side. So, yes, you have to complete the process. You have to endure the pain of change, which in this case is going through the process, the steps, until you get to the real life, I can feel it, change that's at the end of the of that rainbow or, the, or that series of steps. And all, I, all I'll say is, if you go through that process the way we've talked about it, you will get there. I've never seen anyone not get there. I've seen a bunch of people turn back. I've seen a bunch of people who wouldn't do it in the first place. Never seen anybody get there and it not transform, okay? So, to me, this is just learning a new way to, to deal with something. Changing one habit for another habit, okay? So, instead of sweeping it under the rug and never talking about it again, I'm going to go through this process. Um, but, if you go through it... Um, it will make you glad you went through it, and it may even make you look for another opportunity to go through it again, so that you can feel that again internally, and if you keep doing it over years, it will become a magnificent obsession that um, totally changes your life and the life of those around you. What a great answer. I can tell you, earlier in my life, I've been an example of that. I used to chase money, and I was Oh, me too. Me too, Glenn. Money, money was always tight, tight, tight. I didn't want to, you know, given, you know, when somebody said, oh, you should give charity, I'm like, oh, no, no, I'll give them a nickel, you know, I was like this. And then my life changed into what I'm doing now, and I have... Uh, I've been blessed with an abundance, and I just give money everywhere. I'm constantly giving. You know, somebody has a GoFundMe, somebody has a need for this. I just work it out, work it out, work it out. And, and the more I work out, the more I make. The, the more blessings come in. It's just like, it, I, I, I have to pitch myself sometimes that, that, that I'm the same guy who was so desperate, so desperate for a dollar. You know, and, 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 and now it, it's loose 
keep giving and giving and knowing that every dollar I give comes back to me three times. Yeah, and Glenn, yeah, and, and sorry to interrupt, but I've heard that exact story at least 50 times in my life. And all 50 said exactly what you just said, which is, I can't give it away. The more I give away, the more it comes to me. It's unbelievable, okay? And, and, and that's happened with me as well in my life. So, yeah, absolutely. But the rub is you got to get past chaos. you got to get past the pain to complete the process or all you've done is dig a two or three foot hole, but you didn't get the post in, there's no fence, and now everybody sees it as just wasted time and energy, and we're sure not going to do that again, all right? Um, but if you complete it, it will turn into a blessing, it will empty your stress barrel, it will turn um, negatives into a positive every time. amazing to me too, Glenn. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but when you're on the end that's obsessed with money but won't give any away and stuff like that, it, it, it seems almost impossible to do that and it work out well. It seems almost impossible. But after you go through that and get to the place where I believe you and I both are today, it seems so easy and effortless. It's, it's, it's incredible how you could have a 180 degree different view being one place in the process versus another, but that's exactly the way it works. When, when you're on the front end, it's like, oh, this is so hard and I don't know if I can do this and this is just so painful. But then when you get to the other side, it's like, oh my goodness, this couldn't be any easier. It's just light as a feather. It's it's just effortless. And Johanna, I'm going to have to run. Glenn, I love you. Thank you so much. Johanna, I love you. Marilyn, love you. And remember, uh, you can send your question in. You don't have to be here. We'll answer it and post it. You can listen to it at your convenience. So uh, have, a, have a wonderful, blessed day.